Welcome to the Simplifying Jesus Podcast, where we're breaking barriers through communication. I'm Bill Allen. This is my buddy, Matt Gunter. Did the intro a little bit different for this special first episode of season two. Heck yeah. Uh, we're ready to go with this. Um, what is? What do you think our our thoughts are? What are we trying to, to do this season? Uh, since now we've kind of got our feet wet with all this podcast and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> kind of fun to be back for season two. Actually, it's really fun to be back for season two. Um, and, and we're going to have a lot of fun with this. You know, there are, let me back up. We spent season one talking about the misconceptions about the church and things that, you know, we hear a lot that are kind of true and kind of not, and really shouldn't be associated with the church, but they are. Yeah. This season, we're going to take a little different approach. We're going to talk about things that we hear a lot about the church that are definitely not true. Uh, we are our, our goal this season is to bust up some myths about the church. But are they really not true? I guess we'll find out as we go. But, yeah, it's um, uh, there, there. There's some interesting stuff in there. there I is. think I think we'll have some good conversation about it. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. So what is going to be our topic that's not true of the church for this episode? So this episode, we're going to talk about um, the church being a crutch for the weak. Um, interesting one. It's it's one I've heard uh, as long as I've been a Christian, probably um, primarily from from people outside the church that are looking in. Just we would uh, never do something like that. No, no, no. And and, and it's just uh It'd be interesting to see kind of where that comes from and, and have a little conversation around that today. Well, I'll tell you what, I heard it a lot yeah. growing up. Um, I always thought that the uh, people in the church were weak and, uh, um, you know, it's stuff we learn. Some of the things that um, we hear from, um, I don't know, the self-made man, if yeah. you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got to, strong people have to pick themselves up by their bootstraps. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they have to make their own way. Um, mm-hmm. they, they can't rely on religion or, or any other people for that matter. Yeah. So it's up to them to, to take care of everything themselves, do mm-hmm. everything their own way. Um, and the people that go to church do it because they can't get themselves where they want to go. Right. And, um, well, I'm going to get to that in a little bit. I've got a, I've got a bit of a story uh, mm-hmm. on that, but, um, um, I think, um, well, what's your perspective from being inside the church all your life. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, kind of two different perspectives. So one is, uh, you know, growing up in the good old US of A, uh, we <laughs> are, and growing up, let, let's be real, growing up in Texas, especially, yeah. <laughs> uh, that pick yourself up by your bootstraps mentality is is a real thing. And it's not necessarily wrong, I would say. It's good to have that mentality of like, I'm going to, I'm going to go take on the world by myself and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go conquer and do what I want to do. Um, but really tough tumbling cowboy, you know? Yeah, exactly. 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 The, the mutton busting types, um, the mutton yeah. busting types. you mean children? Oh well, yeah. It's, it starts there. It starts there. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it, we, we have this mentality, um, that comes from that. And so it spills over into the church. And, and I think it's actually something that inside the church that we struggle with some, you know, we talked before in season one about how it's not about the rules to get into heaven. And it's, it's because we can't do it on our own. We'll never be perfect. We can't earn our way in. So we, we've kind of established that, but 
inside the church, we still try to make it about that mm-hmm. because we want to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that, that idea of, of I've got to be able to do it myself. It's not that the church is a crutch for the week, but we kind of make it that because we try to make it about what we can do to get, earn our way in sure. instead of, instead of what it's supposed to be. Yeah. The, the uh, religion side of things, the man-made, mm-hmm. um, I can do this on my own or I'm going to check this box so that I can get the, the things that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think um, even as a new Christian or newer Christian for me, you know, I can get, we, we've talked about it in season one quite a bit, how I can get lost in, in the um, uh, things to do in the yeah. church mm-hmm. and not focus on the real reasons. That checklist. In fact, it's funny because uh, this just popped into mind. This morning I woke up thinking that I am not working on my relationship with God enough. Um, but I am doing all the checkbox stuff. Mm, yeah. Um, I, in fact, got up and I realized I haven't cracked my Bible outside of church in months. Mm. Um, because I go there, I do all the things. I, I've taught Sunday school classes. I've, um, I run sound. Obviously, mm-hmm. we talk about that. Yeah. Um, I get too distracted. So where is my relationship building mm. um, in my personal life? Mm. It's not there. It's not there. So, and then of course, even with this podcast, um, this is another checkbox, right? right? This is just another thing I do for, I'm sure I'm doing it for God, right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing it to help people. I'm doing it, mm-hmm. but it's not me doing the things that I need to be doing to make sure I'm focusing on my relationship. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can definitely say I fall into that trap and, and it's, you even, you mentioned not cracking your Bible open, like even when you do, sometimes that becomes a checkbox mm-hmm. because, oh, hey, I've got to do my daily reading and keep my streak alive on you version. And, but are you really getting anything out of it? Are you right. letting it soak in? So even from that perspective, you can, it can be a checklist thing rather than a relationship building. And, and that's, it's, it's tough because we're not, you know, going back to kind of the pick yourself up by your bootstrap mentality. We're kind of, we want to be able to do everything on our own. And so that the relationship isn't natural, I guess is what I'm, was what I'm getting at is to have that relationship. We have to humble ourselves and say, Hey, I can't do it on my mm-hmm. own. I want to have a relationship. Yeah. And, and that takes, that's, it's not a natural thing for us, especially yeah. when you grow up in American culture and all that kind of stuff of, of the idea that I can't do it on my own. Right. Um, well, and it's, it's, um, um, I, I think uh, I've mentioned to you before about um, it being a discipline. You yeah. you have to have the discipline um, to work out. You have to mm-hmm. have the discipline to eat right. You have mm-hmm. to have the discipline to um, uh, enjoy just family time right. with your wife and kids. Or you have to have the discipline to do just about everything in life and right. to keep it up. And to do it well. Yep. It's the same with having a relationship with Jesus. And we're not strong enough in a lot mm-hmm. of cases to mm-hmm. do most of these things on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, we need help. We need accountability. Right. And and the church is about that. I may be jumping ahead in our conversation here, but uh, that's, what it, that's what it's about. Um, you know, you go into... Uh, you talked about things like sharing the gospel at work and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy because... We've heard it said that it's a crutch for the week, but really it takes a lot of strength to do these things. You, you mentioned sharing the gospel at work. I mean, that is one of the more uncomfortable things that we do. 
the reason it, it's uncomfortable is because we don't want the backlash. We don't want somebody to reject us. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody likes being rejected. And that, that fear, at least for me, it's always in the back of my head of, well, what if I talk about Jesus with somebody and they say, Oh, well, I'm an atheist. So I don't want to have that conversation. Now there's this uncomfortable barrier between me and a coworker that I probably have to see every day for hopefully the next long while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, it's just this uncomfortable thing. Um, and then well, you talk about friends and family. I mean, that's a whole nother category. Yeah. Well, let me touch on that for a second though, because you know, you, you mentioned if you talk to somebody that's, that says I'm an atheist, I don't want to have this conversation. That opens up a whole other conversation. You know? That's true. Well, tell me about that. Yeah. Why? What mm-hmm. What are you, why are you an atheist? And that is still even uncomfortable. So we can have all of the rebuttals ready to go, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't make it any easier to, right. to do that. And you know, the thing about church, the thing about having the Holy Spirit within you, you know, having God on your side mm-hmm. and knowing that you do, um, that will, that will help you to act on that without that fear. You'll have a peace about being able to do that Yeah. without the gut wrenching fear that right. could come from having those conversations. Yeah. And that fear, I mean, let's, let's be real. That fear comes from the devil because it's him putting it in our heads that, Hey, if you have this conversation and it gets weird, it's going to mess up your work life or it's going to mess up your relationship with your family, or you may, you may not be friends anymore or whatever it may be. And in reality, I mean, the, the times I've had those conversations, I've either been surprised by the acceptance or, you know, common beliefs, or even if it's different beliefs, more times than not, surprisingly, it's been a very open conversation of, like you said, why do you believe what you believe? Where do you stand? Um, and you actually get to have a deeper conversation than you would have if you were just like, hey, Jesus loves you. Walk away. You mm-hmm. know, it, you get to have actually a deeper conversation about why you believe it. Because there's a lot of stuff out there. and We're going to spend this whole season getting into it about these different myths about um stuff that's in the Bible, stuff about our, about Christianity and our religion and, um, and all of that. And so you get to have conversations about those things, um, and, and really get to dive into it. But Satan would love nothing more than for you to never have that conversation. Yeah. Um, because if you have the conversation, you might actually convince somebody, Hey, you're right. Yeah. So, well, we just had this conversation this week about fear and I told you, um, off air that, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, one of my biggest fears was public speaking. Yeah. It always has been. Mm -hmm. I was, I was the one in school that when we had that class or that assignment that I was stood there and frozen fear. Mm -hmm. Um, um, if I had let that fear continue, uh, and, and control me, I would have never taught Sunday school. Mm -hmm. I certainly wouldn't be on this microphone, um, doing a podcast right now. I, I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't have been able to be on stage, you know, playing music, mm-hmm. uh, for people. I've, uh, you know, I've, I've had opportunities to sing and, and play drums. And if I'd let those fears overtake me, um, I would have never be where I am today. Yeah, absolutely. So having that relationship with God has helped me overcome those fears yeah. over time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's taken a lot to get me here, but that was not being weak in the church that was getting my strength from the church. Right. So if we look at it that way, how, well, no, not getting my strength from the church. That's getting strength from God mm-hmm. through the church, through his people. Right. Um, 
if we look at it that way, how can we possibly say that the church is a crutch for the weak? Right, because I mean, it takes strength to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and it takes an inner strength and, you know, we're not talking about obviously the physical strong man kind of strength, you know, that <laughs> we're, uh, we're, although Samson was a pretty strong guy, <laughs> um, but, um, but, but what we're talking that, that inner strength, that, that, the courage that it takes, um, to be able to go and have these conversations. And like you said, how could, how could church possibly be a crutch for their week when you have to have strength to do what the Bible teaches? I mean, it says very clearly in the great commission, um, it's in, captured in Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all nations. Basically go tell people about me, go, go tell them about me so that they'll follow me. Mm-hmm. And this is Jesus talking. Um, and so if that's our, if that's the call, if that's the command, and you've got to have strength to do it, then the church can't just be a crutch for the weak because you have to have strength to do what it says. Right, right. So one of the things that I remember telling my wife uh, when I first became a Christian was that I felt like I was losing a part of myself because when I was was growing up with, uh, you know, as a kid in my family, um, I had an uncle that helped raise me hmm. and he was very, um, man's man, you know, self-made yeah. man, construction worker, motorcycle rider, you know, uh, um, fighting and, and, you know, mm-hmm. fighting and spitting and cussing, you know, all the stuff yeah. that, <laughs> um, you know, that society says a man is right. right. And, and that's what I grew up yeah. with. And, and anytime I did anything close, even at, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old, anything close to somewhat effeminate in any way, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I had all the names called, you know, uh, I had all the, you know, I was made fun of. Mm-hmm. Um, he would always make sure that I knew that that wasn't okay. Hmm. Um, and I grew up, you know, doing construction, riding motorcycles and, and the fighting and the cussing and the spitting right. and the, you know, all the, all, I, did, I grew up with all the stuff yeah. and I met my wife before Christ and we had both got into the church together. She got back into the church as I was getting into it. And, Mm -hmm. and I started building that relationship with God and learning what that meant. And I remember telling her, I feel like I'm losing a piece of myself and Mm -hmm. in tears, you know, like I don't, this is, this doesn't feel, this feels weird. Yeah. Um, and I felt, I didn't want to do all that stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, that was amazing for one thing. Um, but there are there are so many things that that society says this is what it means to be a man and if we go with the world's way if we go with society's way we're going to have all kinds of that's the myth yeah. that's the one right. that's that's it's the world that is not right about what it looks like to be a man yeah um, in fact, in today's world, that's even changing the other way, Right. but, um, in a lot of different right. ways and we won't get into that, but, um, so being yourself and being what God created you to be is what it means to be a man. Yeah. Being yourself and being what God created you to be is what it means to be a woman. Being authentic is you don't have to act like something else. Right. To try to impress people who are, tr- who are trying to tell you that you're, you're not who you're supposed to be. Right. Does that you make don't, sense? You don't, you don't have to put a mask on, you know, right. we've, we've talked about that a little bit before about, um, putting masks on to come to church and cause you got to look a certain way right. and smile and all that stuff. <laughs> 
true strength is when you come in as yourself Yes, and you can break down and say, man, I am struggling today. Mm -hmm. I did not have a good week this week or, you know, my finances are out of control or I fell into this or that. That's strength. Yeah. Because you got to be real and vulnerable. Yeah. And it takes every bit of that to, to stand up against what the world says. That's right. That, That, That what it's supposed to look like for you. Absolutely. Speaking of what the world says, you know, another area that takes a lot of strength is uh, just in the area of sin. We'll just just as kind of a general overarching thing. You know, there there are a lot of things that society around us either praises and puts on a pedestal that we know, according to the Bible, are, are not good or things that they allow to. Oh, it's OK. You do you yeah. kind of mentality, which is kind of what we just said. Be yourself. Right, but, but not quite this way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not quite. Don't be yourself. But if you're what you're trying to be doesn't go along with what the Bible says, then that's that's considered sin. That's sin. That's it. It's really that simple. And the you do you mindset to me is all about kind of your personal truth. Um, and this is this may be unpopular to hear, but your personal truth isn't really truth. The Bible is truth. God is truth. We, you know, and, and granted we're, we're a couple of Christian dudes. This is what we believe, but it kind of goes back to, um, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said, you know what? Jesus was the, was either a liar, a lunatic, or he was Lord. Yeah. He's one of the three. He was either a liar because he isn't who he said he was. He was crazy in claiming that he was the son of God or he was. Yeah. And that's what we believe. So yep. for us to believe that, we believe the Bible is truth, that God is truth. And so just putting that out there, that <laughs> that that's where that you do you mentality, that's that's why we toss that out the window because your personal truth doesn't doesn't hold a fire to to God's word. Right. Um so so when we talk about sin in general, society like I said, it puts all these things on a pedestal and um you know, as Christians, it takes real strength to stand up against that and say, you know, I know that society says that's okay, but I'm not going to do that because the Bible teaches against that. Right. And it could be anything. It could be anything. I mean, we're talking, you know, a lot of the things that are discussed in, in the mainstream today as well, is this okay? Is it not? How far should we go? I mean, for me and Bill, I, I think I can speak boldly for you as well. It's just a non-starter. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, you know, God says it's wrong. It's wrong. Right. And that, that's, that, that's it. And, and I want to add a disclaimer here, uh, going off script a little bit, but even though, you know, the Bible says a lot of things are wrong. Um, in fact, um, um, I think you were going to mention this, uh, Matt, but you know, in Matthew five, um, is the sermon on the Mount. And Jesus said he came not to abolish the law, but to fill it, fulfill it. Um, he made the rules harder to follow. Right. But with that being said, um, he came in order to uh, die for us so that when we did break the rules, because mm-hmm. it was going to be impossible to follow all of them, that we'd still be okay. Now, right. so I say that, I wanted to make sure I said that because we're talking about these rules that, you know, last season we said it's all about a bunch of rules, or it's not all about a bunch right. of rules. And we stand by that because Jesus came to die for our sins. Um but you have to be strong again to 
try not to break these rules, right? To do what's right mm-hmm. uh, in God's eyes, not our own. And we um, are not trying to say we're perfect. We break no. these rules all the time. Yeah. Um, but we know that we have Jesus here for us um, as our advocate, mm-hmm. so that um, we're not going to burn in hell just because we break these rules. Right. Absolutely. I mean, the rules were hard enough to follow while they were (laughs) impossible to follow before he came. And then he set the bar that much higher. Right. Um, And the other thing I'll say to that is we talk about it not being about the rules, but about relationship. Mm -hmm. The relationship we should have with Christ is that he is Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. So if he's Lord, he's calling the shots and we should be trying to follow his example and follow the way he lived life. So correct is we're right in saying that it's not about the rules because that's not what gets you into heaven. But if we have that relationship with him, then our lives are going to look more like he lived. And mm-hmm. that's, and honestly, when you accept Christ, we've talked about this before. When you accept Christ, your life changes. You, you want to do things better. I was and, losing a piece of myself. Exactly. That's, and that, that's what that's all about. One other disclaimer before we move on is that, we are not attempting to be judge and jury here. No, um, we're not judging anybody else's actions, anybody else's beliefs. We're just telling you what the Bible says. Um, and that the Bible is truth. Uh, that's, that's where we're coming from. So, uh, please don't hear us saying, um, that if you have different beliefs or you struggle with something that you're not welcome, that we don't want to hear from you. Couldn't be further from the truth. We all struggle. Exactly. Go check out episodes two and three of season one if you want to hear more about that. Um, we're talking about hypocrisy and intolerance in the church, that kind of stuff. Not okay. Get it out of here. Yeah. But what, but what we are saying is that it takes true strength to live the way that Christ called us to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You know, I don't know if, uh, obviously, I don't know who's listening and if y'all have seen this or not. But one of the one of the shows that I've really enjoyed watching lately is The Chosen. Um, it's by uh, Dallas Jenkins and, uh, he's done a really good job of, of, of building out the Bible into a uh, TV show format. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's not a cheesy show like most Christian shows are. I'll be the first to say it. I hate Christian shows. Uh, I, I can't stand Christian movies because they are so cheesy. Yeah. This one is not, this one is really interesting. It really brings the Bible to life. Yeah. And, um, for me, I struggle with the Bible being tangible which we could talk about in another episode, probably have a full episode on it. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, so this really helps me to see, um, Jesus and his disciples, um, in, in real life, you know, quote yeah. unquote real life and, and, um, be able to kind of see what they might, what it might've looked like. Yeah. Um, because I can't, I've never been much of a reader. Um, so I have a hard time really, um, making the words on the pages tangible and yeah. seeing him in my mind. So, um, but the reason I bring this up is, is because, uh, one of the characters in the Bible, obviously, uh, uh, one of Jesus's disciples was Simon Peter. Um, he's only called Simon in the chosen as of right now, anyway, mm-hmm. in season two, but, um, he's, you know, he's a normal guy. Um, he's struggling to, to make ends meet. He's a fisherman. He's trying to provide for his family. Um, and I can kind of relate to him because I do that. I, I, I'm self-employed. We struggle sometimes. Um, we're, we're trying to provide for our families. Um, and I try to be the strong leader type because I, I run, uh, well, Matt and I run 
the podcast business together. Mm-hmm. I run a business with my team. Uh, I'm the leader of my family. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I've got a lot of different leadership positions that I have to um, make sure are all in order. Yeah. And I don't know if I would be as strong as any of the guys um, hmm. in in the Bible, any of the disciples, because yeah. Jesus just said, follow me. And they dropped everything, said, okay, let's go. Yeah. And, you know, as, I, as I'm watching this show and I'm seeing how, uh, uh, how things could have looked um, in person, again, quote unquote, in person, um, Simon in the show is still trying to do things on his own, even yeah. with Jesus right next to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we, as we read the Bible, we can see that too. He's mm-hmm. still trying to be the leader and, and take care of things. Um, I don't think that I would have the strength to to be able to just let go and and let God, as we like to say, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I well, I know I don't because I still try to when I know I need to let God take over a lot of areas of my life, I still mm-hmm. hold on to Him. I still try to do it, um, and that takes strength to yeah. be able to let go. Strength it takes trust. Mm-hmm. It takes patience. One, I don't know exactly how to do it, and and two. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have that much faith to, Hmm. to be able to, no, faith isn't the right word. Um, probably just patience, Hmm. just the patience to wait Mm -hmm. and let God do his thing. Right. Uh, But it's really just for me, head knowledge of, okay, how do I actually do that? How do I let go and let God take over this? Right. Like I can't just stop working and say, (laughs) okay, okay, God, send me a paycheck. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, I still have to do things. Um, but I don't know how, how that looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got off on a little tangent there. Um, but it takes, you know, it takes strength to follow convictions and take a risk um, to just let go of your job and everything else. Mm-hmm. And if I knew for a fact that it was Jesus walking down the street and he said, follow me, I, I might be able to do that. If mm-hmm. I knew for a fact that was him and right. not just some guy pretending to mm-hmm. be Jesus or... Um, because I could probably know, okay, mm-hmm. he's got this. Well, and and look at in in the chosen uh, Nicodemus, who oh, was gosh, yeah. he was given the same opportunity and was real real close to joining him, but he was like, I don't know, I can't I can't drop everything and go. So yeah. he supported him. Yeah, he gave him money, but he didn't he didn't end up following him as yeah. one of his disciples and so that's kind of a good um use a lit- good literary word here juxtaposition of the of the two sides here a good comparison of the two sides and i don't know if they they gave that much detail about nicodemus in the in the bible but they they kind of added mm-hmm. that in the in the show yeah i don't i don't think it goes into all that detail but it is it's clear that jesus and nicodemus had a relationship of some sort um because of uh, John three sixteen, um, the verse that we're all uh, very familiar with is from that com- his conversation with Nicodemus, and so they had some kind of relationship. But he definitely what didn't end up being a disciple, right? Right. And and if you don't know, John three sixteen is uh, for God so loved the world, uh, he gave his only begotten Son, uh, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Wow, why did I not remember that last part? Thank you, Matt, for saving me. You See, I don't know everything either. Y'all, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we're all good. I'm not even tr- going to try to pretend we know everything. Uh, <laughs> That'd be so, a bad day. That'd be, that a, bad would be day. a real bad day. You know, um, and, and just to play off of, or just to talk a little more about, you know, Simon Peter, I mean, this is the guy that, you know, 
what was truly a man's man. I mean, he was the guy that cut off the Roman soldier's ear mm-hmm. when they arrested Jesus. Right. Uh, he was the guy. He was also the guy that when he was told to go reach out to the Gentiles and they put pork on the table for the meal was like, Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go eat with the Jewish guys over there because like he had to stick to his values and he had to be a man in that situation. Mm-hmm. And so there's all of these things where, where he's got to, he's, you know, staying strong and all of that. But then Jesus says, no, 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 I need you to do something different. Yeah. And so that's, and he did it. That's what takes strength is right. the fact that he followed him. Um, so another guy that was really strong in the Bible is a guy named Stephen. So he shows up in the book of Acts, um, chapter seven is where this event is recorded, but he's a guy that was, uh, following Jesus after the crucifixion, um, and was learning about him, telling other people about him, pre preaching about Jesus, which was, uh, not a good thing back in that day. Um, the, the Romans and the Jewish leaders were not about that. And he got crossways with some of the Jewish leaders and they went out to stone him and, uh, which was, um, one of the methods of execution, uh, back in Jesus, Jesus's day. This isn't a puff puff pass situation, right? No, not that kind of stoning. Okay. <laughs> not that kind of stoning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had to make the joke. <laughs> and, uh, and so they're out there, they've got him in the middle of the road. They're throwing stones at him. And even in the midst of that, he he would not reject Jesus. That, I don't know if this was the case, but I feel like they, if he had said, okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'm done. I'm done. I won't say anything else that they would have stopped. He wouldn't do it. And to the point where he died and he gave all that up. He gave all of that up. Now, this is one martyr story that's recorded in the Bible. Um, all of the disciples, we have Christian tradition for how they were all martyred for their faith. But you look at this recorded story and I try to put myself in that situation like, okay, what I've given in, what I've said, no, no, I've had too much. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I would love to say for sure, hundred percent, there's no way I would go against Jesus in that moment. But I don't know. I mean, people were trying to kill me. I might, that takes real strength. So I was doing some, some internet scrolling one day and I don't have no idea how I came across it. But it was, I think it was maybe even YouTube. It got past the the censors, I guess. But Mm. um, there was a live video of beheadings in the Middle East. Oh, wow. And I I was like, surely they're not actually showing a beheading on YouTube or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, That messed me up for months. Mm. Like, I, I had no idea. But these were all Christians being beheaded. Yeah. For their faith. Yeah. Because they wouldn't renounce mm-hmm. Christ. Um, I don't know that I would have that that strength. Right. I would like to think so. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just don't know if I would or not. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that messed me up for months. I couldn't, uh, I could not get it out of my head. You know, it's different when it's movies. It's not, <laughs> right. you know, it's not real. Right. But this was actually real. And anyway, yeah, um, it was, um, it wasn't fun to to have witnessed that. Obviously, wasn't fun for the people involved. But yeah, um, well, and it's crazy how common that is in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, we've we've talked before about um, some connections that we have with missionaries that are in places that are not receptive to the gospel, and to 
hear some of the stories, not their personal stories, thankfully, but um, some of the stories that come out of these countries that are anti-Christian. Um, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. The things that people go through because of their faith. And it's, it's a reality check, just like that watching that video was for you. It's a reality check of, am I that strong? Am I that faithful to Christ? Mm-hmm. You know, and let's, we just talked about Peter when he was faced after Jesus was arrested with, with his peers um, around the firewall, Jesus was being judged he denied Christ right then and there. And that was just peer pressure. Yeah. You know, that wasn't the fear of death. Um, and you know, honestly, that's probably, I'm probably more in that level right now. Um, yeah, that's, that's tough enough. We talked about that, how tough that can be. And so when you think about a guy like Steven and all the other Christian martyrs and people who deal with this stuff, it does take true strength to have that kind of faith and to be able to stand in the face of real persecution, and say, no, this is, this is the God that I serve. Right. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, well, when we think about Jesus, he lived a perfect life. He never sinned. Um, he was whipped and beaten and, and he carried his own cross to be crucified. Um, he was literally nailed to it. Um, and he died for us. He, did that because that's what God sent him to do. Yeah. He had the power of God. He performed mm-hmm. all these miracles. He could have easily just said, you know what? I think I changed my mind. Yeah. Um, in fact, some one of the um, thieves on the cross that, with him, the mm-hmm. other uh, on one of the other crosses nearby said, if you're truly God, save yourself. Right. Call down the angels. Yeah. Um, but he didn't do it. And, and, but he, at the same time still questioned God. Yeah. Why are you doing this to me? Why have you forsaken me? Is what he said. Yeah. Um, you know, he prayed before that to, you know, if, if, if it's your will, take this cup from me. Yeah. He was scared to death, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went through with it. He knew that was his mission. Um, as human, he was going to feel the pain. Right. As God, he knew the meaning behind all of it. So he still, he did that on our behalf. And, I'm very thankful that we, we're talking about, you know, it takes true strength to be a Christian. And and it does. It takes strength mm-hmm. to be a Christian. It takes strength to, um, like you said, Matt, to go to church and say, you know what? I'm struggling. I need, yeah. I need, I need to talk. I need, you know, whatever that looks like. I need to pray. I need to, uh, you know, I need somebody to pray for me. Um, that's hard. Uh, especially, you know, like I said, when I grew up and, and the way I grew up with, with my uncle, and with my family, um, you didn't talk about your problems like that right to especially to other men yeah right that, that didn't happen no. um you just deal with them you just deal with it yeah, yeah. you know um uh you you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you move on right yeah. um but now i can say that my strength uh my strength is not my own mm-hmm. it's i'm stronger now uh mentally than i used to be um, but it comes from God. It comes from my church family. It comes from having that, that, um, that fellowship. It comes from having, um, the power of prayer, right. which works. Um, 
And it comes from that peace that God gives us in our struggles. Yeah. And the only thing I could pray is because I know in my own strength, if I were to ever be put in that situation where I'm about to be be beheaded Mm -hmm. for my faith, I'm running and screaming like a little girl. (laughs) Um, But if it's what God wants me to do, I know that it would not be my own strength. Right. It would be his. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's all I got to say on that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That's a tough conversation sometimes. I'm I'm with you. And, (laughs) and let me tell you that the way to get that strength is to accept Christ. We've talked about, um, we we try to put this in every episode of uh, an invitation, essentially, of how you can accept Jesus, um, and could, because that is where our strength comes from. That's why we're here. You know, it could be we talked about the fear of public speaking and putting ourselves out there like this. The reason we're doing it is because God found a way to put us together and we're here and we're doing it because we want to get this word out. And that's what it's all about. And that strength doesn't come from us. That is totally a God thing. And so we just want to share a verse with you that tells you the simple steps to do that. It's Romans ten nine. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's really that simple. Yep. You believe that Jesus is who he said he is and that and the, and you say, God, you're Lord. I'm going to follow you now. That's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Um, and if you want more info on that, if you want to have more of a conversation, encourage you to go talk to your local church. Um, shoot us a note, info at simplifyjesus.com. We'd love to help you out with that. But um, but can't encourage you with anything more than that, of, of just of, of jump in there. And that's where our strength comes from. And I would love for you to have that strength as well. So what's your perspective then? Let's do the, let's do, no, I'm not going to take it away from you. You got to say it. Let's do our our, our favorite uh, portion of the show. We're going to jump in with the outside looking, inside looking out. <laughs> say it again. Say it three times fast. Uh, <laughs> so my outside looking in perspective, before I went to church, I saw people as weak. Hmm. I saw people as I saw men as overly effeminate Hmm. Um, and I judged them for it. And it took a long time for me to realize that it's okay just to be yourself. Yeah. It's okay to be who you are and not try to put on a mask and, and it's okay to not try to impress people with, you know, all that you know how to do and, and it's okay to ask for help. Right. And it's okay to, um, have fun. It's mm-hmm. okay to be excited about things. Um, uh, that's, that's all of that was just kind of not physically, but just kind of beaten into me or beaten out mm-hmm. of me. But mm-hmm. no, you gotta be, you gotta have this mask. You gotta be, right. um, you gotta be this masculine guy. Um, and I think if you asked my uncle today, he'd say I failed. But, I mean, I play with balloons for a living. I'm on a podcast. I, it's not stuff men do. Right. Fact, I remember him telling me often, that's not a job. You're not getting dirty. You're not sweating. And? Um, it just means I'm smart. Um, but um, it's okay to be yourself. And I didn't see that until I had um, been around more people that were themselves and were okay with that. It's okay to be uh, comfortable in your own skin. Right. And just be you. So 
that does that doesn't mean you're you're weak. Right. Absolutely. And and it takes true strength to be yourself and to not worry about what everybody else thinks. Absolutely. Absolutely. And from the inside looking out perspective, from inside the church, I mean, it, it takes a lot of strength to live up to what the Bible teaches, to do the things that Jesus called us to do, whether it's witnessing, whether it's living up to the standard that he calls us to. It takes true strength to do that. Um, especially when that is against what society puts out there for us and says, well, this is good or this is acceptable. It takes real inner strength to do that. And that strength isn't going to come from us. That's going to come from God. And so, but, but it's still, it takes that strength to stand up to your, to stand up and live by your convictions. And lastly, don't think of yourself as weak just because you rely on God for that strength. If anything, like we talked about before, it takes strength to be vulnerable and to understand what your weaknesses are. It takes strength to admit that you can't do it on your own. Don't worry about that. Don't, don't think that makes you weak. That doesn't mean that church is a crutch. That doesn't mean that God is a crutch. That means that you're being real with yourself, Mm -hmm. that you're not putting on a mask and you're saying, God, I can't do it on my own. I need your help. And, that is where real strength lies when it comes to the gospel. Amen. Well, we want to thank you for hanging out with us today. I hope this was a, an informative and uh, fun <laughs> podcast. Uh, first episode of season two. Woohoo! We made it through <laughs> one season. On to the next one. That's right. So if you uh, have anything you'd like to add to the conversation, uh, please be sure to comment below. As Matt said earlier, you can email us at info at simplifyjesus.com. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash simplifyjesus. LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, we're there. We're all over the place. But uh, if you can't can't remember any of that, just check out our website, simplifyjesus.com. And you can find all of our information there. Um, Thank you, guys. Thank you, Matt. That was fun. It was. Enjoyed doing that. Absolutely. Good stuff, and uh, we hope to see you guys again next week. Y'all take care. We'll see you next time.